0: hey everybody (laughs) welcome to another episode of awaken your work life why because there are way too many people in jobs that don't make them giggle but they give them a paycheck but you know what it doesn't make you giggle and it's time to giggle and get a bigger paycheck (laughs) and we'd like to welcome judith branch today she has decided to join and share her story because you know what Karen and I can talk to you guys till we're blue in the face, but you know what, when you heal the real deal of what people are going through, guess what? That helps us all. And Judith, thank you so much for the courage to come live. Cause some people don't want to get out there and be like, here's my freak flag <laughs> and, and then show where we're at in life. And I am so grateful that you had the courage to do so. So welcome. Yeah, thank you so much.
1: absolutely. Hi, Judith. Welcome.
2: Hi, I'm honored.
1: Thank you so much. Yeah. That. And, and to underscore what Julie's talking about what you share today is gonna to help people you may, You will probably never meet, but who are experiencing something very similar to what you are. So again, I thank you too for coming on and chatting it out.
2: <laughs> That's amazing, thank you.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, so when we were behind the scenes, you started to uh, tell us about how um, you're in journalism and you have that background, but you're now a licensed broker. And I stopped you, cold turkey. And I said, well, wait, let's share this with everybody else online. So um, can you just uh, start that over again? And because and, I think it's important for the people who are watching to for them to understand, you know, like where, where the transition point that you're in. And it's like, okay, maybe you recognize something. And like, well, how the hell do I do that? Yeah. How the hell do I get there? And that's why we're here because Karin and I are going to help you through
2: that. Yeah. Thank you. I'm so excited. (laughs) Uh, It's so needed. (laughs) So um, a little bit of background we were talking about behind the scenes is that, yes, I'm a newly licensed broker um, in Illinois. And it's exciting, but it's also very terrifying because I have a background in journalism and public relations. And so that's what I've been doing for the past about 10 years. Um, And I, I like it. I love it um, there's a reason why I went into it, obviously. Um, and so to make a long story short, I had, you know, decided, okay, well, I want to be able to build wealth, generational wealth, and build a life for myself and my future family that I am not going to be able to do on my current path. Um, and so sometimes I feel like you find that you're, and you guys will probably correct me, but your passions and your dreams, um, sometimes f- it feels like they can't make you as much money as you want or put you in the- Wow, oh, that is such
0: a belief system in this country. It's like, oh, if I follow my heart, I get screwed on the cash.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: no, we don't. We, I mean, we do. Yeah. Like we, we have a systemic problem in this country, honestly. Yeah actually it's around the world that if you are the bleeding heart and you work for non-for-profit I mean just look at the peace court right do great work in the world but you don't get paid nothing right. it's like that's not okay you know right. I have I have a client of mine who um just retired a few years ago from a non-for-profit and I was surprised he was the uh CFO of the non-for-profit and he came to me he goes well I'm making $325,000 here which is in alignment with C- that's actually cheap for a CFO I know CFOs that make 1.2 million a year, right? With big corporations. But here he was like making a good salary for his expertise. And I was like, you work for a non-for-profit? Like I was like scratching my head going, I've never seen a CFO make that much money at a (laughs) non-for-profit. Because usually it's like 60 grand, 70 grand. And they have these amazing expertise and they're not getting paid anything for their worth. And see, this is a big misnomer that we have, that you can't be compensated financially. You can, if you hold strong, healthy boundaries for yourself. Right. So I know I interrupted because that's a big (laughs) bugger,
2: clearly. (laughs) No, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. I need those interruptions. Um, so yeah, so I had kind of released the idea of, okay, I took the plunge. I did something that was totally different, um, and I was, I'm incredibly proud of myself still, but then I was like, well now what, right? So then I, I believed that God was leading me to do real estate full-time. So I released any notion of continuing on with the world of communications or public relations in any way. And then as soon as I released it, the following week, Job that I had applied for, you know, before. I'm sorry, I'm
0: sorry. Can you start to, People <laughs> who are watching must hear this. This is not Julian Karin getting you to drink the juice. I know. This is a human being that is
2: not teaching this stuff, who is yeah. saying exactly what happened. Say it again, Judith. I want people to hear yeah. that. And, and my boyfriend made me repeat it too. He said, <laughs> wait, 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 go back. And what did you say at the beginning of that sentence? You did, you did what now? i said i let it go he said oh that's interesting (laughs) i I just let the idea go and i said okay fine i feel like i'm being pushed into real estate full-time so then why would i resist that right i'm just gonna go with the flow or where i think i'm being led and then now it's like i'm in an interview process with like two or three different positions now communications right and so now it 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 challenges me because I feel like, I feel like I'm right at the water's edge, right? Where I like can. everything that I ever wanted is right there. Like I could, I'm two seconds away from being able to just like jump in, dive in. So here, here's but the, I feel like I'm
0: on hold, like. Okay, you know. so, so here's what I want to point out is that what you did is you cut the cord Mm -hmm. When you cut the cord and when you release things, it creates the energetic space for the new to come in. That is the most important part that you did. And now what's going to happen moving forward is you're going to, that was like a muscle that you built going, oh God, I'm going to do it. And then you did it. (laughs) And then the job that you had applied for the week before then opens up and it comes in because you chose you and you chose your knowing. Mm. Your internal knowing you're like, yeah, I might be crazy, but I, (laughs) and then it opened up.
1: I also want to ask you, like, what did you notice or feel once you decided to let go? Like, did you feel a relief? Did you feel more committed? Like what, once you made the decision, like I'm going to let go of journalism, what did you feel?
2: Right before I felt terrified and confused because Mm -hmm. this is my comfort zone Mm -hmm. Um, but I think right after I felt committed like okay well let's do this then you know I'm ready to commit I'm the type of person I think I think a lot of people are like this where I just need a focus I need a focal point so if I can like pour my passion my energy my efforts my talents into one thing and do it really really well um I think I succeed in that way. Um, I feel like right now I'm just waiting for like, what is that thing that is going to prompt me to pour into it? And I, or what is that focal point? And so, I know that I did real estate for a reason, like everything that happened. I didn't even have to pay for my classes. Like everything was divine.
1: You know, I told, I told we, God, we, want, we want to underscore that too. Yeah, Say that
2: again. It was divine. I told God, if you want me to go to real estate classes, pay for them.
0: And let me tell you that is not religion.
2: It's just divine.
0: <laughs> Cause so many people get messed up there.
2: You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Everything's energy. So, um, so i know that i'm i know that i did it for a purpose i know that i'm supposed to be doing it in what capacity i don't know and i think that um you know i discussed this okay can i correct you on that one yeah you do know
0: i do know. our thoughts our words and our feelings become our reality we live in a hologram so your words are saying, but I don't know. Well, then that creates the, I don't know. Yeah. And the most, go here and you do know if Mm -hmm. you just go, okay, is this the next right step? If it, if your body tightens up, our bodies are way smarter than our minds, way (laughs) smarter. And our bodies will. So if you go into a place of anxiety, it's not the right answer. If you go into a place of depression, it's not the right answer. But if you kind of feel like, well, feels good. And I'm just gonna step forward and i don't really know why but i am gonna step forward kind of like you cutting the cord and releasing so what it's about you pulling forward the embodiment of that knowing where you cut and released on the next phases and that's the building of the muscle
1: yeah we've talked in the past about yeah just doing what needs to be done right now right it's just like the very next thing and i'll also say that like our development like our expansion, our the development of our knowing starts and stands at the edge of uncertainty. Mm. Like if we're standing in a place where we think we know for sure, or mm. we feel guaranteed how something's gonna happen or what's gonna come next, we're actually not living at that space of expansion because the growth comes when you choose something that, forces you to be bigger if you're doing what you've always done you're not getting any bigger you're right. not growing you're not learning really anything new but when you make the choice to stand at the edge of something that's unfamiliar all your your five senses light up and your sixth and seventh so yeah. when then you become awake again and expansive so i just want you to know to underscore what Julie's saying, you know way more hmm. body, emotional body, you know, spiritual body knows way more than your intellect thinks it does.
2: Yeah. I think and for me at this point, um, I I think that I can do both. I think that I can have a full-time job and do real estate at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. and that's what I had intended to do going into it Mm -hmm. but like I said that whole release and let go and then it came back Mm -hmm. situation happened and so now I feel like the decision of whether to dive in to either or is contingent upon either or because if I start a full-time job then that's obviously I can't take a full-time job in real estate as well I would have to do it Mm part-time right but then if these opportunities don't pan out on the other side then i have an opportunity to go into real estate Mm -hmm. full-time And so that's why i feel like when i say i feel like i'm on pause it's because of the decisions that that are gonna have to be made in Mm -hmm. the near future um i think that kind of rely on each other Mm
1: -hmm. yeah yeah they are a little bit they are a little bit um they're certainly connected and, you know, radical intersection, they're absolutely connected through you. And I actually think you've kind of laid out a potential path for yourself, which is if the, you, you you actually not, you've laid out a couple paths, right? You've already done it. Like if the job comes through and I like it and I like them, then I can do that in real estate part-time. If it doesn't, then I can jump whole hog into the real estate for now. And like, see how that plays out
2: but why am i not at peace i should be like overjoyed <laughs> like oh i have all these <laughs> options i have more than enough options it's not like i'm out here like a nothing's happening for me because like, the right option hasn't shown up yet okay
0: okay you want judith would you play with me for just a second sure <laughs> okay. can you close your eyes mm-hmm. open your palms now i want you to take a deep breath in and blow it out Which is the right path, part-time or full-time?
2: I don't know. I just saw, I just felt the word real estate come to me. (laughs) So,
0: (laughs) All right. What I did with Judith right there is I had her go into her body. And what happens is you get this clear message right when you breathe in and you breathe out. Clarity comes. I do this with clients all the time. And it's right after you said real estate popped in. Okay. Yeah. So the real estate popped in and then the mind then takes over and goes, right. Yeah. And it does all of that. Yeah. So <CUBE> this is about that. There is zero reason why you couldn't go into real estate and make that your full-time gig and just choose for it not to be an option that it doesn't bring you the revenue that you want. Yet sometimes that's scary, right? Because right. real estate is is risky, it's cyclical. Risky. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So as you start to go down that path, then you find the people that you can partner with. Some of the best real estate agents that I have noticed is they, what they do, and it's so many people are like, I can do it. I can do it myself. I'm gonna. Do, 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 do.
1: Yeah. The
0: best ones and the fastest growing ones that I've seen when they first enter into real estate are the ones who partner with the ones who are way successful way too busy and they want the three million dollar homes and they don't want to deal with the 250s and you take a 250 or 400 any day of the week because you're just getting started right and you cut the deal with them but people are short-minded and they go well I don't want to split that like I'm getting chump change well the hardest part is getting the property yeah like this is where our egos screw with us Yeah. yeah and in your mind, like what happens inside your body when you think of full-time real estate?
2: Um, I don't know. It's a mix of things. <laughs> mm-hmm. Can you describe it? So it's excitement, but it's also like a little bit of low level anxiety. Mm-hmm. So do you need more of a bridge? I feel like that. But I feel like, like you said, because of the nature of real estate, I don't know if that's what's kind of the anxiety factor. If it was like more stable, well, I mean, what is really stable? But if it was more perceived to be stable, like a full time W 2 job where you get benefits and all these things, then maybe it wouldn't be so anxiety inducing, right? But this is. Well, and, and,
1: um... (laughs) you know, because, you know, like, I'm like, Jumping at the bit. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Go
0: ahead. Hey, um, <clears throat> financially, if I may, just kind of put a roadmap a little bit for you. Yeah. So I, I work in this process called the PACT process, P-A-C-T. And actually back in the day when I was developing all this, Karin was helping me with my blind spots and helped me develop this. Oh. And um, it's about first picturing what it is that you want to create.
1: Mm-hmm. Then you have
0: to accept the reality that you've already created and then let your authenticity come to the surface. C is choosing to change, and T is taking action. So what I have found is if you visualize and you say, "Okay, I want to do sixty grand in you know commissions the first year, hundred grand in commission," like you pick the number, right? I mean, because you can create whatever it is that you want. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> with realtors, the biggest thing is the. Um, the bugaboo with um the lack of uh consistent income and how do i pay my bills yes right right so is this the nervousness that yeah yes. <laughs> okay. so i'm going to teach you how to create a systematic paycheck for yourself and it has worked for every realtor that i've ever worked with okay <laughs> when you get the commission checks and i don't care if you choose to do this part-time or full-time yeah i want you to go set up an online savings account There's plenty of vendors out there. Yeah. You name this savings account. I talk about in all my books, Um, you call it payroll account, which means you don't touch it for anything else, but payroll. Mm -hmm. Okay. All of your deposits from selling real estate go into that bucket and you decide from that bucket. Well, 20% needs to go into a tax bucket. So you create a second one that's called taxes because that's the other thing realtors always get in trouble with. Yep. They don't put in <laughs> um they don't put a tax bucket in there and then they screw themselves um down the road because as, yeah you're in right <laughs> well, because i always talk about you have to clean up your financial past while living in the present moment and plan for the future mm-hmm. all at the same time and the the past is debt and people think of debt as like car debt home debt mortgages student loan debt it's also owing the irs when you own your own business like a realtor does that's just another form of debt right Mm -hmm. it's another place where i find the universe tests you going are you sure you want to be a realtor are you sure are you gonna put all your money where your mouth is Hmm." and it's gonna try to backdoor you somehow so you set up this payroll account and then you have a tax account that you have i always tell people start out with like 20 percent like take so a deposit goes in and 20 percent automatically goes to the other one and then if you wanted to save for retirement, you put another 20%, another one, and then you live off of the other 60.
2: Mm,
0: okay. And you don't, so early on, what I always tell realtors to do is like have the deposits go in and who cares if this bucket keeps growing? We want this bucket to grow when things dry up and you don't get sales like a pandemic hits and you don't have sales for a few months, mm-hmm. you still can get a paycheck because you allowed that bucket to grow. And you can still pay yourself three, four or five grand a month, depending on, you know, and then you can determine as that bucket grows, how much of a salary you can give yourself. The biggest trap all realtors get into is the fact that they then turn around and they're going, oh, I made 30 grand commission. And then they're like going to Sizzler. They're like, you know, I'm shopping, I'm getting shoes at Nordstrom and I'm getting that Prana purse and I'm blah, 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 blah. And they screw themselves every time. It's not that you can't have the Prada purse and it's not that you can't have those shoes from Nordstrom's. It's just have them within your steady income. And when you decide to keep giving yourself a pay raise, that's how you systematize yourself. Just like how many people are selling for their souls for a guaranteed paycheck today because they don't set themselves up on a system. So I hope that was helpful in kind of mapping out like, because the nervousness is I don't see the roadmap. I don't see how I
1: can do this.
0: Yeah, you, you very easily can create that. And then it's just about discipline. Karin, penny for your thoughts. No I, was just, no, just,
1: no, I was just gonna say that in a way, it's like creating a personal layaway system. Like, <laughs> exactly. they're, they're, like department stores used to have these layaway programs, which is like, you'd go in, you'd pay a piece on something they have on hold for you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's kind of what these sub savings accounts become. I have four of them myself for the places where I know I'm gonna spend some time. And so when it's time to go, the reserve is there for travel or home or car. Those are some of the ones that I have set up, like those unexpected things that you're like, oh crap. Well, the money's there. If I need to like use some of it for something else, an emergency, then it's there. But the beauty of it is it sweeps automatically I'm not even thinking about it like whoosh, off it goes. and it doesn't have to be some grand amount. It could be a little bit, you know, but it's Julie's right about creating a process for really protecting yourself yeah. and the and the things that are of importance to you that you know you may need money for. the other the other thing that um that I wanted to you to think about a little bit and and it's gonna take it's almost like um, alchemy in a way because you know I believe that we all have this thing I call your radical intersection and that our loves and our interests and our callings we have those for a reason and there are times when they don't look like they go together mm-hmm. in real estate and journalism like what the hell like how <laughs> does that like how do those things come together but if you allow it to brew it's like make your own pizza or bake your own cake or whatever, if you allow it to brew, the way those things come together will start to be revealed to you. You have real credible experience in PR and communications. Mm-hmm. What if you part-time did real, uh, did PR consulting? For well, that's real-time.
2: what I'm doing now.
1: <laughs> yeah
2: doing that now
1: (laughs) PR consulting Mm -hmm. using your current expertise use a lot of it to promote your own business Mm -hmm. right but then I'm with Julie on the partnership idea like if you could link there are a couple things that are coming up for me if you could link with a couple of larger realtors who have properties that, to Julie's point, they're like, ah, that's too small for me. But if it comes across my plate, I'll send it to you. You'll figure out how you share commission or whatever it is that you'll do. But imagine if you had a string of those, like if that was your strategy, the way you scale is really by taking the small pieces off of somebody else's plate for now. Mm -hmm. But then at the same time, you could develop a package and call it a package for either new realtors, people just entering the business, that's like how to sell your business. So then what you're doing is you're teaching, but it's, it's all, it's like, it's packaged. You're not recreating the wheel every time, but you, there's so many things along that line that you could do, like create basic templates for them so that they don't have to do it from scratch. You could have basic strategies for them Or a toolkit for them, like a toolkit for new realtors. Yeah. And if you were selling that thing for, I don't know, 50 bucks a pop, you know, or whatever, like Julie said, you pick your number, but you have so much rich material available to you. Mm -hmm. It's really now just a matter of cherry picking the pieces you want to put into your plan, into your business plan. Mm -hmm. right? So on one level, you're selling your own properties. You've got a line of like five realtors who are filtering stuff to you. You are still consulting for other people in PR, but you then develop something that's out selling itself on the internet, which is PR communication package for beginners in real estate. And that thing's just online with a landing page funnel selling itself, like once you create it, you're done, and Judith, you just does keep- that,
0: can I ask you, Judith, what when she's talking, what's happening in your body?
2: Um, I'm just thinking, thinking, wheels are turning. <laughs> does it elevate you or does it make you contract? No, it's actually. You know, I have this. You say your body tells you things, and I always get this like either tightness in my chest. Mm -hmm. I deal with that, but it's kind of like releasing now a little bit. (laughs) Perfect. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it is. And I just wanted
0: to show people, like, like as you go through these things, and as you get to more of uncovering and peeling that onion of what's true for you, like creating the packaging. And I know sometimes when I hear people say that, like. It can be overwhelming, but in the same token, there's part of you. That's like, I know that feels right. Like, I'm not really sure how my package is going to look, but yeah, I got it. Yeah. You know, but that's where you start to crack open.
1: Yeah. And and your background in PR though, that, that idea of like sharing or, or creating those templates or whatever, probably doesn't scare you because you've probably done stuff like that for other clients.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've even thought of doing a podcast series, you know, like I wanted to, cause I've been kind of loosely interviewing people, um, real estate agents in the area um, who are successful and just, asking if we can talk on the phone. And a lot of them have been really receptive to me. They, and I yeah. just ask it for advice. And I'm like, this would be a great podcast series for people who are just starting in the business because I can't be the only one with all these <laughs> questions. Like,
0: <laughs> well, and then and then at the end of that conversation, you go, oh, and by the way, I love if you have small account, you know, small houses that you don't want to sell. <laughs> right. You know, I'm happy to do whatever cut works for you.
1: <laughs>
0: and right. One of them is going to bite.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I love it.
2: Yeah. I have to get in the mindset of, of selling myself though, you know, because I've sold other people. So it's, it's those, the, those things like closing the deal is not, they don't come naturally to me because it's never been about me. So, <laughs> yeah, you
1: know, Julie, we have to talk to her about changing her language. I you know, got to turn the kaleidoscope on that. Kick the word sales out of your vocabulary you're not okay. selling yourself. You're not trying to convince someone to buy you. You have something, an insight, a learning, a talent that you want to share. You're trying to help them. Yeah. You are actually trying to serve them. Yeah. And you're not selling you're serving. Okay. So I want you to replace selling with serving. Okay. And think of it that way. Cause you know if, if people are people's pipelines are getting caught up with deals that just don't feel right for some reason for them you're serving them by t- clearing their pipeline honestly or when you are and and saying thinking of it as being in service to someone mm-hmm. helps shift the fear of putting yourself out there because you're not trying to convince see we think of selling as like a negative thing, like car sale, use car salesman, yeah. forget the language. What if you chose instead to think of it as serving? I really want to help. This is the way, and here's the thing, energetically, they will feel it differently. Oh, absolutely. Okay. You will feel it and they will feel it. It will be a whole different, like transformational experience.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. And there's yeah. also a piece here that's, um, you're not enough button and that you don't feel that you're mm-hmm. worthy. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> you're just going to make me cry on Facebook Live. <laughs> That's okay. I
0: did it last week on my relationships one. I was yeah, sitting there yeah. I'm like, oh, oh.
1: <laughs> yeah, we all get sniffy from time to but time. It's,
2: time
0: no it's beautiful to be authentic because there are so many other people who are challenged with that same not yeah. enough and I am not worthy button. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so many of us women have been putting up with incomes that are not up to the caliber of what we deserve to be paid. Correct. We don't believe we deserve it. And it has to change in the inside first before the outside can actually show up and give it to you. Yeah. That's the biggest challenge. Yeah. So, so Judith, tell me, I I can get you right through this. This (laughs) is what I do very well. If you're willing to play. Sure. So what was the trigger? Tell me more about that.
2: Uh, I don't know the word just worthy It just uh yeah
0: so who in your childhood told you that you weren't worthy
2: um maybe family members um, <laughs> abandonment from
0: I'll know. give an example so my dad loves the heck out of me mm-hmm. but he told me I should have been born a boy And so my entire life, I tried to prove that even though I had a vagina, I was still worthy (laughs) enough to be at the table. Right. And and again, my dad loves the heck out of me. I am like his pride and joy. Mm -hmm. He had no idea the words that were coming out of his mouth landed inside me, the little girl that was like, I was always trying to get the approval. And then I got into a marriage where I was trying to get the approval of my husband. And then I'm in a finance industry and approval of the guys in the industry. And I finally just decided to let my freak flag fly and be the chick in finance. And I didn't need any more approval, but it all comes to the fact that I kept coming to the table, not feeling like I was enough or worthy because I had a vagina, like, right? Like think of like, logically, none of that makes sense. Yeah. But it was an emotional button mm-hmm. that planted into my subconscious mind in my amygdala back here in the back of my brain. And we all have some version mm-hmm. of this, right? Yeah. Every human be- this is what we do as humans, right? And um, we need to shine light and allow that to come to the surface so it can be healed because you will not be able to get to the levels that you want to get to being a licensed broker and work. People will say to me going, Julie, what the hell does this have anything to do with work? Right. Well, we put up with the people we work with, like, People who will reinforce that unworthy button and test your button,
2: mm.
0: right? You'll have, um, and, and it'll just show up in the weirdest of ways and it's all right underneath the surface.
1: Yeah. And so the more, go ahead, Karn. I was just gonna say to that point, the more it resides, it remains in us as a truth, the more we're still attracting
2: mm-hmm.
1: that, Yeah. right? even if intellectually, we want to let it go, if to the extent that it's got, it's potent and it remains a truth because back here, it's still a truth. Like we really have to practice letting that stuff go and seeing, creating a new truth. My new truth is I am worthy.
2: Yeah. But how do you, because I, you know, I have affirmations right now. I'm looking at them, you know, stickies all over that I I recite every day. Mm-hmm. I, you know, do spiritual practices. I meditate. I have
0: you done any, um, like sound
2: therapy on it? No. So,
0: so one of the best resources I love is, uh, brain hmm. Um, a woman named Kelly Howell. Um, and, uh, she has really good meditations to help like I always tell people just scroll through her list. She has a shop list, A to Z and just scroll through, um, and listen to those every night that you go to sleep because it will shift your subconscious mind. Um, she says, if you listen to it every night for six weeks in a row, you will have reprogrammed your subconscious mind Hmm. because it's not conscious consciously. You don't want to keep repeating patterns. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't want to do it, but consciously you're like on Here's the thing. We have two operating systems, the conscious mind and the subconscious. 97% of the time, the subconscious is running the show. So if we don't go after it, and Kelly Howell's Brain Sync is another one. Another really great resource is another guy, um, Tom Kenyon, is another really great uh, sound therapist. Like Tom Kenyon's is off the charts. (laughs) Like right now with what, uh, there's a lot of energetic change that's going on. And you being spiritual, you understand that. Mm -hmm. He's got one right now that's called the Solar Hold on, h-o-l-o-n oh my goodness
2: <laughs>
0: it's 11 minutes and you will feel your physical body vibrationally shift mm. from listening to he has an eight octave voice and it's all coming from his voice wow it's incredible incredible this will all shift your subconscious mind and um Sound is one of the they're learning now more than ever that sound therapy is one of the best things to heal the subconscious mind. While you're doing the affirmations, the affirmations like Louise Hay when she first came out with those years ago, you know, and then Wayne Dyer did his whole book "I Am," you know, about all about it, right? Yep, and yep. Um, great, I have "I Am" sayings. You know what? I keep saying I am so excited that I weigh, you know, I don't care. <laughs> right? Facebook Live, but. Uh, <laughs> Because I get it, you have to train the brain to get there, you know. Right. And I think it's all part of it. It's like coming from this whole angle and and continuing to to move to that place. Um, yeah. So I have just found with my clients that that subconscious work really really helps with those. Muscles.
1: Yeah. I mean, you come at it with all the tools you can, not to overwhelm, but like the tools that we can we tend to think that the the only way to solve problems is through some mental brain exercise like deductive or inductive reasoning or data and so you're you have a strong left brain you have a strong prove it to me side to you (laughs) and one of the things so i mean you could the other thing that you can do because the 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 brain sync work, Kelly Howell's work is really quite good, um, as well as Tom's, is to begin to really bring your intellect into the process with you. And what I mean by that is if you set an affirmation like, I am, I'm so happy to be 10 pounds lighter, Mm -hmm. you will not fool yourself if there's not evidence to say <laughs>
0: that, that is, that is so happening.
1: True. So when you set an affirmation, I'm always like, that's great. That feels great up here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How am I going to know when I get there? Mm-hmm. What evidence will I have in my life that this is happening? So even something like I love myself, right? Or I am in love with myself. I could say that till I'm blue in the face, but if I haven't set up ways to measure, demonstrate, behave that I love myself. Mm. How will I know when I get there? How will I know that I'm accomplishing that? So for every affirmation, I have to have some thing that I'm using as my demonstration of it. Mm. I am in love with myself. I eat healthy meals. You see, what starts to happen is you build a connection to that part of your brain that's saying like, hell no, you don't. Right. (laughs) Yes, yes, I do. Right. Because I've determined that these are some of the ways I can show love to myself. Right. And it starts to break down that part that wants to rear up and say, no, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. Well, you're building evidence for yourself. This is how we don't work in opposition. We don't, we don't wanna get rid of the intellect. Mm-hmm. Don't work in opposition to it, work in a way that it understands, right? So for all of those affirmations, pick two or three, and then give yourself, the ones that feel the strongest for you right now, and, and find it the one thing, one thing that will be a demonstration of that affirmation that you've taken in your own life in yep. support of that affirmation. Because it's not gonna come from outside. People can talk to you till you're blue; they're blue in the face. You have to believe it. It has to come from in here. And right now you need some evidence. That's just, you know, I wanna believe that we could all just make it. And sometimes people can flip the switch on their own but most of us yeah. need some level of evidence but the, the strongest evidence can only come from us.
2: Mm. Yep. So,
1: I mean, I hate that we live in a, we live in a world that is three-dimensional and we've been, our culture supports evidence. Let's not fight it. Let's not pretend that it's not necessary. Let's incorporate it. Let's acknowledge the value that these parts of us have. You're not trying to trick it. You're trying to say, okay, I get you. Here's how I, here's how I will demonstrate that I love myself. Yeah. A little bit at 11 o'clock every night. (laughs) Well, whatever whatever that is for you.
2: I I meditate at night. I eat the, the, the healthy eating. And that's, I have that down. I have the meditation down. I have all those things, but then it's that, well, you're always running late. So you don't really love yourself because you stress yourself out and you didn't do this today. And so you don't, you know, so it's, it's, there's things that yes, give evidence to the affirmation. Then there's always those voices and that judgment that comes up that points out the ways that, well, this is the way you did not
1: Yeah, right. and that's where Julie's recommendation on the subconscious stuff, like yeah. that just broad based not enough, always looking for evidence of not enough. Yeah. So every time you do something in support of yourself, which is important to do, mm-hmm. there's still like some new, new weed pops up. Yeah right it's like the that's julie's, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's a whack-a-mole right yeah. that's where that's where julie's work this is what i'm saying multiple tools
2: yeah yeah
1: yeah
2: well, and so and all this will help me succeed in and and and, and, and i'm gonna helping. help
1: you succeed <laughs>
0: <laughs> well and here's the thing there um i have so many women out there that are like i can't add another thing to my plate and that's why I, I love the Kelly Howell stuff because yeah. it's like literally put it on as you go to sleep, mm. right? You can do that while you sleep. <laughs> Reprogram <laughs> while you're sleeping. <laughs> you do it every night. <laughs> and here's the other thing. You're going to find as you do it, you're going to sleep better. Mm. And then you can show up better the next day because you're more grounded. You're more like if the cyclical effect of it is incredible.
2: Yeah.
0: Like people are like, how do you like, I now, because I, I've done this for years, like I listen to Tom Kenyon's every night when I go to bed. Even my kids now ask for it before they go. Like, mom, I'm really restless. Can you put on Tom Kenyon stuff? And I laugh at a seven-year-old asking that. <laughs> and and um, that I literally will hit it hard so fast. I'll be asleep for five, maybe six hours. And I'm like, hey, I'm ready to go. Because I'm so nourished and I get so deep in my sleep. Mm -hmm. And Kelly Hall and Tom Kenyon's listening to him as I go to sleep is what's created that Mm -hmm. because I am free of this monkey mind. Yeah. And then that creates more space for me to write more books and to do Facebook lives and to, Mm -hmm. to do more of my soul work in the world. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's really interesting and how it's all interrelated. And it's not as easy as, well, did you write your job function and how many things that you want to do in your job? Like we don't realize how these things that are underneath the surface are really, the impact of why you're not transitioning from the life that you are in versus the one that you desire to be. So true, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Yeah. And just know, like, even if it's as little as every time you get triggered, that worthiness button get triggered, say, I am worthy. I see you, (laughs) I'm worthy. We're good, you know? And you just kind of go, stay over there. I'm good. Yeah,
1: And when that crazy voice, Pops up. No, you're not. Look at this. You know, acknowledge it, like chat with it. Oh, it's you again. (laughs)
0: Look
1: at you trying to get here and drag me down. Go back to your cave. Right. Puppy. You know, like (laughs) acknowledge it. Don't feel bad about it. Like challenge it like it was, you know, some toothless guy trying to push up on you like hey cutie like no I'm not trying to not trying to get with that
0: (laughs) yeah so Judith what um we have a few more minutes I want to make sure like from a practical question perspective have we have we covered you coming on today um how did we cover the things that you feel like to get you to the next right step
2: yeah and and then some (laughs) Well,
0: and I was sitting here, Karin, you and I have not talked about this, but I have zero problem that, like, let's give you a month or two to go live this now and come back. And you can be like, hey, you know, like, where are you at? What did you do? And how is it working? And what's, because we have to remember it's an onion Mm. and you keep peeling the layers and you're going to learn it to a deeper level. And it's like, it's not that it's a bad thing. It's just, that's how it works. Yeah, and you know, like I always thought, like, ah, I'm gonna run my own business and do all these things, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh god, there's right. the other piece. Right. <laughs> and right. Carmen has lived that too. Like, you yeah. find other reiterations of what you know, what you're supposed to do in the world. Like, did I think ten years ago I was gonna do Facebook Lives about work life? Nope. But I know that that drives the money train for everybody. And we stay in these jobs that we don't like. In my first book, The Emotion Behind Money. I talk about how I would drive to work and see all these people getting off the train from the suburbs and they just look like they've been kicked in the head 10
1: times. Yeah, zombies. They
0: look terrible. They look tired and angry and like pissed off at the world. I'm going, I never want to be that 65 year old retiring going, this is the daily grind. Yeah. No way, no way, no how. Because we don't, we deserve to thrive. And the job you have may have satisfied you for years, but it doesn't satisfy you today in whatever season of life that you're in. Yeah. And, and that's, what's important for us to, cause here's what I've noticed. If you don't follow your heart and soul and I have a client who actually, she's um, 47 years old and she goes, Julie, you kept telling me it was going to happen. I said, if you don't start following your heart and the work that you do in the world, cause she was doing it for the paycheck your heart's gonna break at some point. She called me last week and she had a heart attack at 47 years old. Oh my gosh. I go, well, it broke. Are you ready to shift now? She goes, just give me my marching orders.
1: Oh. Yeah, I wow. go,
0: Move your ass to Florida. That's the first step. She goes, I don't have a job. I go, I don't care. <laughs> I don't, like, cut, release. because <laughs> she has so much fear yeah. about taking care of herself and her kids are finally grown and she finally got rid of the abusive ex-husband, you know, and, but it's now time for her. And, um, we don't have to wait for the crisis in our lives. That's my point. Yeah. And often we stay in jobs that negatively affect our health that then create health problems. And it's like, well, the money wasn't really worth it. Cause now you're spending it to fix your health. Yeah. Not on the traveling and the other thing, the Prada purses and the shoes that you wanted in the first place. So it's time for us to address that unworthy button of the things that are making us not feel like we can go to that next right step, you know, and, and you'll know, you'll know, like go to this interview and start talking. Like when you were talking about podcasts, oh my goodness,
1: you got really giggly. Yeah. You lit up. (laughs) You lit up.
0: That's the one thing you do after this. That's the only thing you should do just because you got super giggly and it feeds your soul on some level and you have no idea. Yeah. That's
2: gonna lead you. Exactly. Karen, no idea you know, I've been talking about this for months. It was another idea when I first brought it up to her, but it's always been podcasts, but I'm a person when's your first one? <laughs>
0: when? <laughs> yeah, call her,
1: Julie, call her.
0: Claim, Claim it, it. Claim. when's your first one? I... <laughs> I know, right? Come on. When's your first one? See how giggly you are? You're like, oh my God, I can really choose me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's funny. Um you're not off the hook. You still have to give me a number. I know, right? <laughs> Within the next two weeks. How about that? Wow. I love it.
0: Yeah. I love it. Now what does your body feel now that you just said that? Tingly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is awesome
0: this is exactly what you need (laughs) to feel tingly you don't know what the heck that's gonna do but it is definitely the right step and maybe you're taking this other job in the meantime while you're building this podcast thing and and then all of a sudden the other job is just the bridge like at some point why do we not let it be okay that we walk across a bridge in the process
1: yeah it's totally fine
0: okay to have a bridge to get to the other side
1: completely
0: but here's the gratitude that the job showed up to give you a paycheck while you're doing a podcast right
1: and when you go to the interview (laughs) don't be afraid to interview them yeah like interview them back for the things that you know are on your love list you know we've talked about this in the past for the kind of core values that you know you need to know are present like When there's a problem in the office or there's a disagreement, how's that typically handled? Or, you know, whatever those kinds of questions are for you, don't be afraid to ask that because you are looking for the job that's looking for you, which means you want to make sure that the environment you're going into is going to be a fit. Right. And that fit is based on your truths. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's okay to do that. But like two weeks, I love it. Do you have a name for it yet? I don't. No, okay. I don't. All right. I won't we'll press you for that.
0: Do you have an idea? I might pressure a little.
2: <laughs> well, I have. A, I have a name. I didn't. I didn't. We don't have enough time. We can. I'll update you in a month about this. But I love <laughs> it. I love I it. I didn't bring in the third business that I want to do, which is cookies gluten-free vegan cookies it's a whole long history behind it but there's a reason and the message is completely clear and everything is just like maybe you
0: have those cookies sitting in the homes when you're showing them
2: well (laughs) the two names I don't want to say it because yeah it's okay it's okay it's 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 my baby but um I get it 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 melds the two it it it's the two together so it's real estate and it's Cookies and I just thought of it one day randomly when I was standing in the kitchen and I was like, whoa, that's that's really catchy. Think
1: about think about all those other agents that could be using those cookies in the home. So they go into. I'm just saying that, Julie, does that sound like a radical intersection to you? Totally.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. This is how we
1: do it. oh so Judith, awesome. thanks
0: for being so raw so open so authentic and you have helped a ton of people just yeah. by having the courage to come on so i am super grateful thank you so
2: much no thank you guys and i can't wait to see you in a little bit
0: Yay! Yeah. let us know when you're ready <laughs> yes, <okay. laughs> all right thanks everybody we'll see you bye, next week everybody. bye bye